What is going on everybody? It is your man's Jose Ledesma and today on this beautiful Tuesday we are going to recap week two but before we recap this week I want to first talk about all the crazy injuries that happened around the NFL this past week um, particularly with the 49ers. Um, I don't think I've ever seen uh, a weekend uh, Sunday in particular where there could be this many injuries in football games. So uh, without a further ado, let's just talk about all the crazy injuries that happened this past weekend. Uh, starting with the 49ers, um, they already had injuries going into this game with not having guys like D. Ford, Debo, Kittle, uh, names like that. But then they lose four more players in this game against the Jets. Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas, and particularly who are out for the year, um, that's that's going to be a huge blow to their depth on the D line. And of course, with Nick Bosa being a stud, um, that's just going to be a lot of problems for them trying to find someone to replace him. Which they did bring in Ziggy Anso. I mean, he's not no Nick Bosa, but they're definitely going to have to start bringing guys in to replace that production. Um, and continuing on with that, Jimmy Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain. Um, he should be he should be out for at least four weeks, but reports uh, from Kyle Shannon are saying that he might try to play him Sunday, which I don't think is a smart thing to do. You should just let him risk an ankle. He already has lower body injury problems. Uh, just let Nick Mullins play, who's more than capable of winning games for Kyle, but we shall see. Running back Raheem Mostert has a... As a knee issue, they're saying it's a it's a sprained knee, um, but they're not being too exact about it. Um, he might miss multiple weeks. Tevin Coleman also has another also has a knee injury. He's reported to miss multiple weeks. Confirmed. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you could lose that many players in a game. It's it's a lot to take on uh, with those injuries, but. They did what they had to do against the Jets. On to the neck, more injury reports. Saquon Barkley uh, is out for the year with the torn ACL, unfortunately. Huge blow to the Giants' offense. Their offense runs through him. Uh, even though they were starting to use Daniel Jones more and to use him as the main guy, uh, that's still horrible for that offense. Sterling Shepard, though, also got out of the game because of a toe injury. Uh, not enough information on it to see how long he'll be out, but he has a toe problem. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, he had a weird injury. It wasn't, no one really talked about it. They said it was his ribs on Thursday um, going into the game, uh, but so out of nowhere, right before the game started, he was just ruled out with a chest injury. Uh, he's going to be week by week, but Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers, mentioned that he will start Tyrod Taylor if healthy this week, which I don't think you should do. Not just because of Tyrod Taylor's health, but Justin Herbert proved to you uh, that he can be a starter, which I'll go over later in the Chiefs versus Chargers recap. Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, another huge blow. Um, he has a high ankle sprain injury, which has ruled him out at least four weeks. Same injury as Jimmy, um, but with a running back, it's a lot harder to try to bring him back because obviously all of his plays are him using his legs, unlike a quarterback where he can sit in the pocket. So that one he's for sure rolled out to missed guaranteed a month. Um, if it continues on, then they'll have more information then. But for right now, they're saying a month. Colts also lose one of their starting wide receivers, uh, Paris Campbell, who's a fast, speedy guy. 
Um, big deep threat for them. Uh, he's out with an MCL injury. Uh, more on that, it's supposed to be a low percent um, that he will return uh, anytime soon. So just got to keep eyes on that. Malik Hooker for the Colts as well is also out for the year. Um, he had an Achilles tear. A huge blow for that defense. I think he could be, if healthy, one of the better safeties in this league. He has the potential. He just has injury issues. Uh, in Green Bay, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is with a hamstring injury. He's questionable this Sunday. Uh, more than likely, though, he'll probably not play. Uh, reports have said. So uh, that's going to be a huge blow for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Alan Lazard um, and those other receivers for the Packers are going to have to step up and help out A.A. Ron. Um, Cam Akers was knocked out for most of the game against the Eagles, um, but his status for next week are not sure yet. Uh, more on that probably around Wednesday, which is when the main reports come out, either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Broncos quarterback Drew Lott is also out uh, for the next following weeks, at least two weeks, reports have mentioned. Um, but he also has... A shoulder injury, which I hope, I don't know if it's on his throwing arm or not, but if so, then that's going to be a problem, and they should send him out longer than two weeks. Uh, Byron Jones for the Miami Dolphins, the highest-paid corner in the league, had a groin injury against the Bills, and he has been doubtful for the next week. I I don't think he'll play, um, especially when they put doubtful. You might as well just say out, but teams, for some reason, just wait until the last minute to consider them, quote-unquote, out. Um, that's probably going to be at least a couple weeks, especially with him being the, at the corner position, a lot of running, a lot of chasing. Um, that's going to be a tough injury to come back from. Anthony Barr for the Vikings was hurt as well. Uh, shoulder injury. Uh, he is done for the year with a torn pectoral. A uh, huge loss for the Minnesota defense. He is their he is their stud along with Eric Kendricks in the linebacking core. Um, sad, a big loss for them, man. Sad day for the Vikings. Uh, Brashawn Perriman was injured for the Jets. He has, um, it looks like a week to week ankle ankle injury. Uh, so you got to just watch for that, um, especially with the lack of weapons the Jets have. That's going to be a problem for them. Uh, Seattle linebacker Bruce Irwin also tore tore his ACL, so he's definitely done for the year. No question about it. Uh, Washington football team guard. Brandon Sharif uh, had an MCL sprain this past week, so he's going to be out for at least three weeks. It could be up to five, team said. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a, a, a huge loss for them. He's the best offensive lineman on that team. Uh, off to the last injury that was reported, it is left guard of the Eagles, Isaac Samalo. Um, he's going to miss some time, Doug Peterson mentioned, uh, with a knee injury. No exact time yet but he will go on the short-term IR. So uh, with all those players that lost their season this past weekend, just want to, uh, just wanted to, you know what I mean, let it be known, and, and hopefully those guys get better soon because it's unfortunate when we get great players uh, who are hurt and unable to play the whole season, especially with a crazy year like this, with the shortened off season, with COVID and whatnot. Um, it just makes it pretty obvious why we had so many crazy injuries this past week, but you just hate to see it. Anyway, without further ado, let us go with our week two recap. Let us start with the 49ers versus the Jets. 49ers won 31 to 13. Oh. 
Sorry about that, technical difficulties, but continuing on, uh, despite the 49ers win, um, they lost multiple players, like I already mentioned, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, uh, ACLs, Jimmy with the high ankle sprain, uh, Raheem Mostert, and Telvin Coleman uh, to knee injuries. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of losses, huge losses. Um, they're just going to have to keep on pushing, um, especially with uh, unknown factors with Jimmy, how long is he really going to be out? It's, it's going to be hard. Um, but weirdly, Jimmy played better once he got injured. If you didn't see the play, if you didn't watch the game, um, it was a play where uh, on the first or second drive, uh, Jimmy dropped back in shotgun. Um, he was sitting in the pocket, and Quinn Williams, the defense tackle for the Jets, which in my opinion, should have been roughing the passer because nowadays you're not allowed to hit quarterbacks below the in the legs area. But Quentin Williams basically slapped or, or punched, whatever you want to call it, uh, Jimmy's knee uh, or, like, ankle slash Achilles area. Like, he hit a, a weird part of Jimmy's leg, and, like, his leg folded, and he was on a knee. Um, but then after that, uh, Jimmy started playing, like, 2017 Jimmy. Uh, tight passes, tight, uh, tight zip. Um, strong arm looking like uh, he, he he played good Jimmy. He wasn't cautious, scared Jimmy. He, he balled out, man, uh, which is weird because it took an ankle injury for, for him to do that. Um, Jordan Reed, man, he was the player of the game. Um, him and Raheem Mostert before Mostert got hurt were, were killing it, man. Uh, two red zone touchdowns for Jordan Reed. Um, he's exactly what we need in this offense, another element uh, hopefully when Kittle gets back, he'll still continue to get those touches because right now he's the best route runner slash receiver we have in the red zone. Just just able to beat guys one-on-one and, and, and score touchdowns for us. Um, the defensive line of the 49ers, of course, killed the Jets O-line. The Jets O-line just, just obviously isn't that good, as I mentioned on my predictions. Makai um, Becton, though, did a decent job with uh, Nick Bosa before he, he got hurt. Um, but yeah, he, he's the bright spot of the offensive line. Uh, you guys just need to f- please fire Adam Gase. If you, if you're a Jets fan, please start calling the Jets and are texting them or, or Twitter, t- uh, tweeting them. Some do some man. Cause Adam Gase, he's horrible. He didn't do no adjustments against our defense. Um, it was as bland and, and as boring as it can get when it comes to game plans, especially when you know what type of defense the 49ers have, you just got to have a better game plan for that, man. And it's just, it was bad. Uh, um, off to the next game, uh, Broncos versus Steelers. Final score was 26-21, Steelers. Uh, Drew Locke got injured. Um, as I mentioned earlier, he had a shoulder injury. Um, he's out for at least two weeks. Big Ben in that offense needs to get better, man. They, they start off slow, and it keeps teams like Denver, who shouldn't have still been in this game, with a quarterback named like Dref, uh, Jeff Driscoll, um, he should have never stayed in this game. They should have dominated Broncos from the beginning. But, hey, Big Ben in that offense just needs to be better, especially in the beginning, so they can keep teams out of it. Uh, Connor did a good job, man. He he actually kept the hot hand over Snell because uh, Mike Tomlin mentioned earlier the week he's going to go with who has the hot hand. And, of course, Connor did that, the running back over Snell with his over 100-yard game. Um, Snell also fumbling <clears throat> kept Denver in the game as well. Obviously, with the slow start that the Steelers had, but also that fumble brought them back and kind of, you know, I mean, kept them lingering around. 
Uh, Driscoll, though, it was a surprise how well he played, um, especially with how low expectations they had for him, uh, even coming into the game after Drew got hurt. Uh, but the lack of weapons, uh, Cortland Sutton also tearing his ACL, who's out for the year. It's just, you, it's just crazy that he, a guy like him, was able to play and and actually keep this game competitive. Um, but yeah, a good game for the Steelers. Need to be better though on offense, especially Big Ben in the passing game. Um, off to the next game, the Giants versus the Bears. Final score was 17-13 Chicago. Um, Saquon, as we know, tore the ACL. Not going to go over that again. Uh, Daniel Jones continues to fumble, man. He he has the fumbling problems. He just needs. To, last year, he already showed that he can hold on to the ball, and I knew I knew there was it was going to be a, a talking point in this game because, of course, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn coming off the edge. I, I knew eventually it was going to happen, and, and and sadly, you know, I mean, that was the the key turning point in the game for Chicago in order for them to to stay ahead of New York. Um, Daniel Jones, man, he needs to clean up. Um, Trubisky, man, he, he's getting a little better. Um, he's getting better. He looks decent. Uh, but, of course, anyone can look decent with that Giants defense. It's, it's just bad. Um, Giants defense doesn't have anybody in the secondary to stop anybody. Logan Ryan's the free safety, um, which is good. But he, he doesn't play slot corner anymore. So there's no one there to slow them down in that secondary. I don't see any really bright spots maybe besides Leonard Williams um, on the D-line um, along with the nose guard Dexter Lawrence, but but that's honestly about it. Giants defense doesn't have anybody impressive to stop anybody, so none much to talk about that. Off to the next game, the Rams versus the Eagles. Final score was 37-19 Rams. Um, Carson Wentz, man, he needs to play within the system that Doug Peterson game plans together um, instead of trying to be Superman. Uh, especially when it's not needed. You know, he, he threw an interception that was completely his fault, um, and, and he's not finishing uh, in the red zone at all. It's just a problem, especially in the fourth when the game was within eight points. Um, he just he just tries to do too much when he doesn't need to. Um, he, he just needs to play the system, allow Miles Sanders to be the guy. Uh, you can come in and, you know, I mean, make your passes here and there, but he just he needs to be better. Carson Wentz, man, he's he's just disappointing thus far this season. Eagles defense, uh, not getting enough pressure on Goff, uh, which allowed Goff to have another game. Yeah, that defensive front, uh, especially that front four, needs to be better. Um, I have high I have high expectations for those guys, the Brandon Grams, Fletcher Cox, of the world. Those guys are beasts. They just they just need to be better because you can't allow Jared Goff to just keep using those same plays, the stretches, the bootlegs, and just sit there and let him be comfortable doing that. Um, off to the next game, the Vikings versus the Colts. Uh, final score was 28-11 Colts. Um, I don't really have much to say about this game. The Vikings just straight up didn't show up. Kirk Cousins played like straight trash. Um, but I will give credit where it's due. DeForest Buckner and the Colts defense dominated this whole game. They didn't allow... Kirk Cousins to breathe, um, and of course Philip Rivers and that offense took advantage of it. So there goes that game. Bills versus the Dolphins. Final score: thirty-eight. I mean thirty-one twenty-eight. Bills. I'm disappointed in the Bills defense, man, especially the secondary, making Fitzpatrick look like an All-Pro slash pro, pro Bowler out there, man. Like you have all this talent in the secondary, and the Bills defense were playing basically prevent defense the whole game. Why? I have no clue. Um, 
it's not like they have the Chiefs receivers where you got to play back a little bit. They need to come up. They need to force the Dolphins receivers to beat them. Um, I don't know why they were just being so prevent defense the whole game. They were just, I don't know, they wanted, I guess, make it competitive for Fitzpatrick. I have no clue. Um, Josh Allen, though, man, big ups to him. He stepped up with career highs and passing yards and touchdowns this game. Um, it's, it, this game was definitely on him to win it, and he did. So respect and props to him, even though both teams, Miami and Buffalo, only targeted two guys on each, on each side. Um, the For the Bills, it was Diggs and uh, Montgomery. Oh, Singletary, my apologies. Singletary and Diggs. And then for Miami, it was Gasecki and Devontae Parker. Those, those were literally the only two weapons for each team you had to stop, and neither defense has showed up this game to stop them. So, but yeah, Josh Allen stepped up. Uh, Bill's defense needs to be better, um, or else it's going to be a huge problem for that team because they're not going to always have, rely on Josh Allen. He's not that quarterback yet. Lions versus the Packers. Final score was 42-21 Packers. Aaron Rodgers was okay. You know, he, he didn't have the game like he did last week. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised about that. I already knew Aaron Rodgers. It's just not going to be the guy we knew four or five years ago, at least not every week. You know, he'll have his sparks. He'll, he'll be okay in some games. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, uh, you need to rely on Matt Jones, which is what Matt LaFleur did. And he had a big game, and he was the reason, in my opinion, why they won. Um, Lions, though, man, even even them, though, man, they, they choked this game away because they were leading by 10 in the, in the first half, and they just basically gave it up and allowed Matt Jones and them to just run up the score which is is problematic, man. Uh, Matt Patricia, games like these, man, is where you look at Matt Patricia and you just got to think, does he need to be the head coach anymore? Um, especially with the three and outs and turnovers. A sloppy game for the Detroit Lions. Um, they basically just gave this game away. Um, off to the Falcons versus the Cowboys. Uh, a big shootout game, which I, I, I mentioned in my prediction video, I, I knew I had a chance to become that kind of game. And, and here it is. Both defenses didn't show up at all. They both slept throughout all four quarters. Um, but my big problem with this game is Dan Quinn, man. He has to be fired. I don't know how you can bring a head coach like this back after how they just folded like that in the second half. Um, that's just It's just horrible game planning. He needs to be fired. There's, there's no there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And especially with how bad that onside recovery was. Like, How does that happen? Why? Why is your special teams? Why is your hands hands team just sitting there looking at the ball when they could be recovering it at any time? It's horrible, man. Just straight up horrible. Um, Matt Ryan, he did all he could. I mean, he's he can't play defense too, you know. So he he did all he could to win that game. So ups to him. Uh, Dak balled out, man. Uh, both quarterbacks basically just balled out, and um, Dak just was able to get the last laugh, unfortunately. Uh, off to the next game, Panthers versus Bucks, 31-17, Buccaneers. Uh, Buc- Buccaneers offense is right on is right on track, um, especially Leonard Fournette, who had over 100 yards, only 12 or 13 carries this game, uh, just straight exploded. Christian McCaffrey, as we know, huge loss for them, um, for the Panthers. Uh, but Buccaneers, Buccaneers secondary is is horribly bad. You're making Teddy Bridgewater look like he's somebody when when he's okay. He's you know he's all right. Um, secondary they they didn't address in the offseason and it shows. Uh, 
the defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, can do everything for that defense. That secondary needs to step up if they have playoff and Super Bowl aspirations. Jaguars versus Tech Titans. Uh, final score was 33-30 Titans. Gardner Minshew, man, he is the real deal, but he has to clean up on the mistakes. He, he can't always try to be Superman either. Um, sometimes it works though for him, and, and obviously like it's seen on Sunday, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but he's honestly all they got, so I'm not surprised he's trying to make all the plays. Tennessee defense needs to be better against the pass, um, either with the secondary stepping up or with the pass rush. Neither one of them are very um, exceptional right now. And they both just need to improve, period. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, man, he's looking better. Um, even without A.J. Brown this last week, he, he looked really good. Um, Corey Davis is, is really stepping up, maybe to take over the number one spot. Um, especially having to hear all that talk about A.J. Brown this offseason. Maybe he's just sick and tired of it and wants to prove in his contract here that he's the guy. Um, is the Tennessee Titans offense becoming more pass-centric? Um, Mark uh, Henry, man, he's um, he's not getting the ball as often as I thought he would. I thought they would rely on him and then use play action more with Ryan Tannehill like last year, but they're really just trusting Ryan Tannehill to win games for them. Um, which I mean, Hey, if it's, if it works, it works, but I just think you should just use more of Mark, uh, uh, Mark Henry, man. He's a beast. Um, uh, Jack's pass rush. Um, I think in the future, man, will be a huge problem for teams. Uh, chase on and uh, Josh Allen, man, those, those guys, they're going to be a duo to be reckoned with uh, coming up. I promise you. So look out for those guys in the Jaguars defensive line. Also off to the next game, which is Washington football team versus Arizona. Final score was 30-15. to 15. Washington offense is inept, um, especially with the lack of running game. It's hurting them. Dwayne Haskins needs to have a running game. He cannot win games on his own yet. He's going to have to take that time to develop these next couple of years before coming that becoming that guy, if he can even become that guy. Um, so, yeah, they shouldn't have cut Adrian Peterson. Kyler Murray, man, he's a serious problem. Um, uh, he's a serious problem in the NFL, especially w even with that lackluster O-line. Uh, he still can create plays for himself. He still can give it to the open guy. He, he, he just, I don't know, man. He's just a monster thus far this season. Uh, Washington's defensive line, man, couldn't contain him. Um, I was surprised about that. I thought they would do a decent job, at least, of doing that. You know, I thought they would get at least three to four sacks, but... I don't, I don't know. They just didn't have the right game plan, which I'm shocked with how Ron Rivera likes his defense. Uh, Cardinals defense, man, I just want to shout them out. They're not that great, but they are decent in matchup-based type of uh, scheme, which um, let me explain. So they obviously have their fronts, which is, which is an odd front, but they're not like dead set on that type of defense. They like to base their defense on certain players and adjust to that, which is smart. Um, but yeah, the Cardinals defense, man, they're, they're decent. You know what I mean? Uh, off to the next game, Chiefs versus Chargers. Uh, final score was 23-20 Kansas City. Justin Herbert, man, he showed up. He he didn't even know he was starting until a minute before the game. Tyler R. Taylor was supposed to be the guy, but obviously he had his chest problems, which prevented him to continue the game or even start the game, I should say. But Justin Herbert, man, he just showed up. Is and, and I'm just wondering, is it like for real or is it just all smoke? Um, I hope it's real because 
more quarterbacks that are good, the better for the NFL, and it just makes more teams watchable. Uh, I hope that they start him going forward, uh, which is unfortunate for Tyrod Taylor. But, I mean, the last two times Tyrod Taylor had a chance to to start for teams, he had gotten injured both times. uh, Last time in in Cleveland, back when uh, Baker was his backup, and then now this year with the ribs and the chest injury, um, he's just he's just getting hurt at the wrong times, and I, I think the Chargers should just roll with Justin Herbert, man. I think I think if he is what he is, just let him play. He's already showed he can play. He almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs for God's sakes. So Anthony Lynn, man, just do it. And and he's already trying to say he wants Tyrod Taylor to start the next game. You can't you can't regress his his progression, man. You're gonna you're gonna hurt him doing that. And you, you can't do that to a young quarterback, especially who you think is going to be your franchise. Just throw him in there. Whether he plays like that again is not the point. You're, you're developing him. He's going to be your guy anyway. So what's the point of waiting, especially since he showed it against the Chiefs? What happened to the Chargers defense in the fourth quarter, man? Like, they played really well against the sec- in the secondary, but they just couldn't keep Mahomes in the pocket or take him down. I mean, you had multiple chances to win the game. Um... And yes, uh, Justin Herbert was a problem for that because he did throw the interception in the fourth uh, when he could have just ran for the first down that was literally two yards away. But at the same time, like that defense had multiple chances to close out the game, um, and they just didn't, man. Mahomes just kept coming back with his legs, getting first downs on one night. Uh, but it was a very fun overall game. I really enjoyed this game in the 1 o'clock window. Off to the Ravens versus the Texans. Final score was 33-16 to Baltimore. Deshaun Watson shouldn't have signed that extension, man. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying it has anything to do with him. I love Deshaun Watson. It has to do with the team around him. It has to do with Bill O'Brien. Those guys and those reasons are why he shouldn't have signed that extension. He should have just played out his fifth-year option, went to a better team, better organization period, a better head coach, and signed that huge extension with them because it's it's unfortunate, man, that a guy like him is just going to waste his talent in Houston. Um, it, it's sad, man, because I like him a lot. Um, nobody on the on that offense, the Houston offense, that is, can make plays besides Watson. He literally is the definition of S on his chest, Superman. He has to do everything. There is nobody else around him. David Johnson, you know, he's not getting enough carries because of the game gets too far ahead of the, the Houston Texans, so then they have to rely on Deshaun Watson to bring them back. If they can develop a lead, if that offense can get a lead and, and, and hold teams on defense, then that's where you'll see David Johnson really get his production. But in, in the first two games of the season so far, they get so behind so fast, and Deshaun Watson has to play catch-up the rest of the game, which is unfortunate. Um, that defense of Houston, by the way, is not good. Like I've already mentioned many times before, J.J. Wattman is literally who had a great game. He had two sacks on Mahomes. Um, he's the only playmaker on that defense, man. No one else is slowing anybody down. It's literally Watson or nobody. Um, Baltimore, man, they're really they're really showing everybody that they're for real Super Bowl contenders. Yes, they did that last year, but obviously, as we know, they've been one and done in the playoffs each the last two years. But I think they really can prove, continue to prove that they're real Super Bowl contenders and not pretenders. And last thing I have for this game, what is going on with Mark Ingram? What? Is, why is why is he always continuously injured or have injury problems or just inconsistent? 
I mean, Mark Ingram, man, you have Lamar Jackson to help run the ball with. You have J.K. Dobbins. When If you're healthy with this group, man, you, you are dominant because you're the power rusher they need. Um, he needs to get healthy, man, and they need to figure out what's going on with him because he's a key part of that offense that just always gets lost. And, yes, they're still winning games at the moment without him, but he, he's, a, he's another key component with him. Um, off to the next game, the Sunday night game, Patriots versus Seahawks. Final score was 35-30 Seattle. Uh, the good and bad uh, uh, of this uh, Patriots, man, was it showed, um, especially in that last call. What That play call to win the game with the game on the line in the fourth quarter was just a horrible play call, period. I, I don't understand that. I mean, you already had ran that play so many times in the game where Cam was able to run for touchdowns. And you're just making it so obvious on what's happening. And some people might disagree with me, but it's like, if you already shown that play so many times, then they're going to expect it when it's fourth down to, from the two-yard line, game on the line. Like, come on now. Like, they know what's going to happen. At least, you know what I mean, spread the ball out. What I would have done was spread the ball out, all the receivers you can get, the five offensive linemen, force a one-on-one with Bobby Wagner and just have Cam running in from shotgun or from under center with all those receivers. Spread them out, man. Cam Newton is a beast. We know that he's a defensive end playing quarterback. We know how strong and big he is. Create a a matchup, a one-on-one matchup. Don't have them crowd the line and make it easier for Seattle to destroy those blocks and get Cam on the ground sooner before he can win, get the game-winning touchdown. It kind of made me feel with that type of play call, they didn't, they didn't really want to win the game. I mean, it sounds crazy, but that's what it sounded like to me. You just kind of didn't care. You're like, oh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Who cares? Um, Cam Noon, though, besides that play, um, which I blame on the head coach and the play calling of the Patriots more than Cam himself, uh, he's getting better, man. You can see the progression in, in his uh, in his passing. Uh, he's reading defenses. He's, he's getting to his progressions, which I love to see. Cam Noon, man, I, I just – as he gets better throughout the season, I, I get more and more excited because Cam just gets way too much disrespect at him, and, and I hope he continues to ball out. Um, Patriots defense, man, the, um, isn't the same. Um, that secondary, which I thought was going to dominate this game, um, they proved me wrong, man. The, the, the Seattle offensive weapons proved me wrong. Um, that defense is just not the same. Um, they gave up yards last week to um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I thought maybe week one is an anomaly. Um, and I thought they would be better. Yes, Russell Wilson is, is is amazing right now, but I thought they would at least have a little tightened up knowing that they're going up against Russell Wilson. But nope, um, Russell Wilson was able to have his way with him, man. And, and Stephon Gilmore was even targeted in particular. Uh, Russell Wilson, speaking of him, he's the MVP of the league so far. And unless I just see him falling off the cliff, I don't see my mind changing who my MVP of the season is. Uh, you could have argued him last year. But Russell Wilson, man, he's he's just killing it. He's he is Seattle. There is there is no there is no other players that are like him. There's Bobby Wagner, obviously, but Russell Wilson is the Seahawks. You know, what I mean, just put his face. He's the logo. Seattle's defense needs to be better, man. Um, unless they really want to be Super Bowl contenders, that has to improve. Um, they just Cam Noon, yes, we know is a beast, but besides that. They don't have weapons. They had Julian Edelman, who had a career game. Shout out to Julian Edelman. But besides that, they didn't really wow you with their scheme. 
Um, and Seattle still couldn't slow them down, even when you know exactly what they were doing up until that last play in the fourth quarter. Off to the last game of the week, it is the Saints versus the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, might I add that, in their home opener against the New Orleans Saints. Final score was 34-24 Raiders. Uh, Drew Brees, man, he isn't the same without Michael Thomas, and it's obvious. I mean, I knew it it was going to be a problem, but I thought Sean Payton would have a way to scheme open these other guys, especially Manuel Sanders. I thought he would have a big game for the Saints because of the Raiders' secondary not being that good. But you can just you can just see it. Without Michael Thomas running his his, his quick routes and getting open on separation, uh, it's a huge problem for Drew Brees and the offense as a whole. It's not the same offense. Even though they started off fast with Alvin Kamara running the ball, uh, which they got away from, I don't know why, but that offense is not the same without Michael Thomas. Saints' defense is not as good as we thought, man. Especially Marshawn Ladder, Lattimore in particular, in the sec and the secondary as a whole. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, man, he and when he came out as a rookie, he proved to be like a top ten corner. Now it's just ever since that rookie year, he's just slowly but surely, progressively getting worse. I don't know what's going on with him, man, but him in that secondary just needs to improve, or that defense is going to continue to cook. Um, Cameron Hayward, I mean Hayward, I'm sorry, Cameron Jordan disappointed me a lot too last night. Um, I thought he would have dominated that right tackle who was the Raiders third string right tackle, but he, I don't think he got a single sack on Derek Carr, which I'm, I'm, if I was a Saints fan, I'd be worried because that defense is not looking good. And that offense, as we've seen is not looking good without Michael Thomas. So, um, Saints fans, I'd be worried if I was you, Derek Carr, he, people need to stop putting disrespect on Derek Carr. I, as as a Niner fan, I hate the Raiders, but I give props where it is for certain players like the Josh Jacobs, the Derek Carrs, Darren Wallers, uh, uh, Jonathan Abrams, and um, uh, Max Crosby, who I like a lot too. But Derek Carr in particular, man, ever since John Gruden got there, he's been saying that he wants another quarterback. He wants to replace Derek Carr, and he just keeps proving that he's the franchise quarterback. And why do you need to keep trying to – replace him. I don't get it. Uh, put some respect on Derek Carr's name, man. He's that guy. He's been that guy. Um, John Gruden, man, you just need to cut it out. You're, you're, you're a little cuckoo to keep trying to replace him, man, when there's nothing to be replaced. Um, Jonathan Abrams and Walt, Darren Waller were the two stars of this game outside of Derek Carr, uh, outside of the two main stars, Derek Carr and John, Josh Jacobs, obviously. But yeah, Darren Waller and Josh Jacob, Jonathan Jacobs in particular were the two key factors in this game. Darren Waller, who had 12 catches for 114 yards, he balled out. Uh, Saints couldn't stop him any way, shape, or form. Um, they put corners on him, safeties on him, linebackers on him. They double covered him, blanket covered him. That they didn't, they didn't stop him at all, man. He's just a beast. Um, uh, he's he's going he's a top corner i mean uh top tight end he proved it last year uh with making it to the pro bowl but he, you can tell he's getting better and he's going to continue to prove that he's a top tight end in this league uh and that is it everybody thank you guys so much for giving me a listen and i hope you guys have a good day bye bye